microphone testing one two three everyone knows this the place to be all right let's call Dustin <laughs> hey buddy can you hear me hang on yeah I can hear you what's up Oh, that's better. You ready to do the show? Is that better? Yeah, it's, uh, sounds good. <coughs> Sorry, I've just been laying down. Laying down? Almost fell, almost fell asleep. It's nice. It's raining. Sounds great. It's raining? You just laying down? Almost fell asleep. <sighs> yeah. What's that noise? You know, you know I'm camping tonight, right? Oh, you're doing it tonight? Sneaking it in there. Wow, yeah. man. Podcast, you know, we're, we're supposed to record the podcast right now. I know. But we're doing it live, dude. We're going to do it live. F we'll, it. F it. We're going to do it live. We'll do it live. I like your style, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I think you're going to dig it. All right. I'll send, I'll send you some stuff. But let me get ready. Hang on. Okay. You get ready. Okay. Do you buy your thermos, sir? Is that a challenge? Do you buy your thermos? Fine, let's have a duel. Challenge accepted. If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over. Do you wanna, wanna, wanna go live? If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over. Do you wanna, wanna, wanna go live? If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Do It or Else podcast. I am your intrepid host, joined here as always with the adventurous and it sounds like very wet Dustin. That's right. That's right, Ryan. Reporting live from the field here <laughs> in Athens, Georgia. I'm in a little bit of a rainstorm for the evening and I'm roughing it. I'm sleeping rough tonight. That's crazy, dude. So you just you couldn't quite figure it in over the weekend. It had to be live. You had to do it live. I think I did have to do it live, and it's not. I think it. I wanted it to be as hard as possible, and there was an opportunity to use a tarp and like make a little shelter. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna make a shelter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rough it. Get back to my roots, my minimal camping days, baby. As much as you can say without giving up operational security, are you at home? Are you in the forest? Where where are you? I am in the forest behind my home. How about hey, that? How about that? Freaking counts, man. Don't let <laughs> my good. Instagram picture fool you. <laughs> I <laughs> am in my backyard. I can hear, oh, geez, I think someone on a moped just drove by. Well, bud, I think it's time we climb this uh, big old hill of this podcast with our motor assist. Are you ready to get going? I'm ready to get going. Motor me. Let's do motor it. Motor me to the mountain. <laughs> Let's climb, baby. All right, baby.
All right, we're back from that beautiful ukulele music, I must say. Dustin, this is your challenge. Do you have a, a, a lesson you can share us, share with us from out there amongst yeah. the trees? Yeah, baby. Me and Treebeard out of here. Oh, you're with the Ints. Mm-hmm. We've been, <laughs> we've been thinking a lot about, you know, the ecology and how humans interact with that ecology. And Treebeard, he's a little disappointed, but, you know, he understands that sometimes we all got to go out into the woods to get reconnected, and some of us make a mess. He's like, all right, I guess I'll clean up after you. Treebeard picks up the trash. But Treebeard has left us through the uh, Easter eggs of uh, Lord of the Rings, J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, was the first inceptor of the Leave No Trace principles. That is a lie. Uh, oh, I don't I, even, I, I, yeah, I believe you. I don't even, I don't even know uh, if he enjoyed camping. Because, um, you know, maybe he did love camping before <laughs> World War I. Uh, I don't know how much camping went on in the British countryside back then. I mean, I guess you're just living. I guess he lived in Oxford, right? I don't know. I don't know. I want to talk about <laughs> nature uh, uh-huh. and uh, specifically leave no trace principles. Um, but do you agree that nature is awesome? Do I agree that nature is awesome? Affirmative. Yes, I agree that nature is awesome. Why do you like nature? Like when you think of the word nature, let's get out in nature. What comes to mind for you? Um, I think of uh, a couple different landscapes. So I think of our home and native land of Georgia, where we have like sort of rolling hills and pine forests and cricks and creeks and magnolias and rhododendron. And nice, nice. I, yeah, good fauna. And then and then I ponder the landscape of the west. Uh, uh, for me specifically, of like Wyoming, Colorado, Utah, of the big mountains and the high desert, mm-hmm. and um not another human in sight for miles and miles and they're they're two different very different versions of nature but that's that's what i think of what do you what do you think of all of it i love i love nature i love nature i haven't spent as much time in like desert high desert as i would like to i think that's a pretty neat environment you know kind of out in moab like the deserts of utah and arizona um but I really just enjoy hardwood forests, like Appalachian, dense, old mountains, you know, like old growth forests. Um, well, hell yeah. I, I love the snow. I love water. I love rivers. Um, you know, I don't think of the beach as nature, even though it's oh, that's a good point. an awesome thing with nature. I guess I just always associate the beach with I got to put on a bunch of sunscreen I'm going to get sunburned I got sunscreen in my eyes and oh my god my mom wants me to put on more sunscreen well you know you know the beach also exists in cold months too where you can just wear clothes instead of sunscreen that's pretty cool yeah yeah I spent I spent a few days on Cumberland Island a couple years ago in the winter time yeah in February Uh, that that wild island off the coast of Georgia with the horses and stuff oh neat it was nice. A few days by myself out in the woods. It was great. Nature. 
and being out in the woods is great. It has huge benefits from, you know, just a general well-being stand like point of view for just a standard person. Uh, uh, nature, even just viewing images of nature, paintings, videos, whatever, can help people feel better, can help reduce anger, fear, anxiety, you know, you know I mean, lowering heart rates and blood pressures and cortisol levels. That's the stress hormone. Um, just identifying with nature helps you in, in some way. And there was this guy, Robert Ulrich, who did a Robert Ulrich. Robert Ulrich. Uh, Skeet's father. Um, Skeet Ulrich, remember? He's the killer in Scream, right? The no, psycho, I, don't, psycho I don't know boyfriend. what you're talking about. Skeet Ulrich? Okay, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm 100% positive you're sure possibly i'm right yeah uh anyways robert ulrich did a research study on gallbladder patients or excuse me patients that are recovering from gallbladder surgery um he recorded their recovery times and basically did a 50 50 group where half of these patients were allowed to have rooms that had good views of trees and the like countryside and the other half had views of just the courtyard wall okay and okay so these are people recovering from surgery recovering. with two different views nice nature views and cold hard urban views yep and the patients surprise that had the better nature views tree views they were reported by these are like reported by nurses um so like subjective to the nurses observations that the patients with the nature views could tolerate pain better appeared to have fewer negative effects of post-surgery and spent less time in the hospital and uh did had a, a lower return visit rate um post-surgery okay. So that's pretty, awesome. Pretty interesting. But it's just kind um, of one experiment one time. So not exactly not exactly hard science here, right? Not not exactly hard science, but I'm pretty sure they they've repeated that study. Uh maybe I probably should have done a little bit better research. I didn't really want to talk about uh that all too much. I want to talk more yeah. about uh how you can Make your gallbladder healthy by going into nature. Let's that's, do it. That's what I want to bring Yo, to the table right now. My gall, my gallbladder feels really bad, Dustin. It, it's well, just, it's galling. What can I do? Well, let's pack up a backpack, um, and take a walk into the back country. All right, let's just, all right, let's just go into the back country of our mind, and. You want to go out for, let's say, three days in the woods, all right? If you're going to okay. go backpacking, leave no trace principles are probably the best practice like or ethics you can go by when you're in the woods. It's promoting responsible recreation and conservation all at the same time, essentially. Yeah, I've I've heard of leave no trace principles and... Uh, but I've never like taken a class or been informed like what what exactly are leave no trace principles. Yeah, I'll go through them. Uh, I'll list them all here, the, f the all seven, and then I'll go into them in 
detail a little bit and I'll talk a little bit about my experience working in uh, wilderness therapy after college when I was an instructor living in the woods so the seven principles of leave no trace this will help you get in touch with nature and have a little better uh, maybe more appreciation for the trip and the ritual of nature um, plan ahead and prepare number one tra uh, travel and camp on durable surfaces number two dispose of waste properly that's number three leave what you find that's number four don't touch that that's the that's one of the hardest things just don't touch that don't touch that. you find you find a cool rib bone or something out there you're gonna want to take it <laughs> number five minimize campfire impacts wait that's i'm serious about the rib bone i found like a deer's rib like a bleached white rib bone that i thought was so cool but i had to leave it and you're sure it was a deer um no but it was bigger than a dog and smaller than a horse. Like, what if some people had a, a barbecue and they just threw their bag of trash out there and Smokey grabbed somebody's rib bones and scattered them? Didn't look like a pig. All right, it number was, it was six, thin. respect wildlife. Let's respect the wildlife. <laughs> number seven. I, mean, I guess it could have been a pig. Yeah. Number seven, be considerate of others. Okay, so... That little porky pig, he did not plan ahead. If he got if he got, got in the woods by a coyote or a hunter or something. Yep, step one. Yep, step one. Actually, no, step I one. I remember. Step one is to plan, plan ahead. ahead and prepare. This means you've got an itinerary. You've got an action plan. You know, you can tell someone that you care about that's not going. You can tell them exactly where you're going, when you're getting there, when you plan on getting back, most importantly. Um and you are you good about that i'm not good at creating like a detailed itinerary i had to when i was working um in wilderness therapy and when, when you were taking people out at summer camps yeah when we were when we were uh leaving for the week you'd have to be like okay we're going through here our plan is to be here by this day to get resupply and then Mm, a couple of days later, we're going to be this many miles north at this intersection, blah, blah, blah. So it was it was always kind of you have to plan it out, your, your trip in advance. Just make Did sure. you do today's trip? Is today's trip logged? Does Casey know where you are? Yes. She knows exactly where I am. <laughs> she knows when I should be awake. And I you know, told her I'd... I'd yeah, so I'll get I'll get into that. Okay. 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 Oh. Plan ahead and pr be prepared. You know that means check the weather forecast, right? Right. Don't go out if it's bad weather or if you can avoid it, unless you're looking for it. You know, then you get out. Yeah, there unless you're a, you're a crazy person. Unless you're a crazy person, and then also plan your menu if you choose to bring food. Um, really good idea for food is to use tortillas. Tortillas. Nice are fantastic uh, plates that you can eat. And they're Dude, that's a great thought technology. Thank you. Yep. I've never brought tortillas. Yep. That is a great thought technology. Yep. They're, that is something I can use. Yep. They're really good for, you know, if you choose to um, have dips or whatever, you know, you can tear Ooh. it and dip. You can tear it and uh, make like little 
chips on the fire, you know, like roast them kind of over the fire. Okay, very, yeah. very, very versatile, the tortilla. Uh, peanut okay, butter, what else you got? Peanut butter jelly roll-ups. Mm, yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> but anyways, uh, that was plan and prepare. Uh, camp on durable surfaces. That means don't camp on sandy soils. You know, like don't sleep in a creek bottom. Uh, you want to sleep on good, compact soil. It's got a decent ground cover, you know, like grass or a bunch of leaves or something. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, if you need to modify the space that you're sleeping, you can. Just don't do any digging. Like, you can find broken logs. And if you're sleeping on a hill and you want to raise your head up or if you want to raise your feet up, you can lay logs horizontally down, you know, and kind of put leaves on top of them and try and tweak it with rocks or put your backpack under your feet, that kind of stuff. You can so all often. I'll often, when I'm finding a place to say if I'm pitching a tent, I'll often kind of clear that area. Is that okay? Like where I'll move sticks and rocks and things out from under where I intended to lay? Is or is that incorrect? Sure. Yeah, you can do that. I think Leave No Trace would ask you to spread the leaves back over where you found them when you're leaving. Okay. To try and disguise. Okay. It's the whole thing of like, you know, you want to make it seem like you're never there. It's like you're keeping it that tidy. So keeping it tidy, number three, you have to dispose of waste properly. We're talking trash. We're talking about poo-poos, okay? Uh, true believers, they will ask you to pack out the poop, you know, poop in a bag. Oh, um, and I've never attempted that. Yeah, so, I mean, that's not too hard. You can you can do that with practice. Um, otherwise, it's, you know— Wait, are you saying you've, poop, you've pooped in a bag? I've pooped in bags. around for three days? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so gross. It okay. Is, it is gross. But you you carry it around uh-huh. like you tie it to the outside of your bag, you know. Hey you man, I'm getting comfortable with these ideas. We just bought yeah. a puppy or, or or I keep saying it. We adopted a puppy from the Humane Society this week and yeah. I've been dealing with poop nonstop. So, all right. Cool. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> poop is great, but yeah. if you, if you can't poop in a bag, you got to dig a hole. Uh dig it 12 inches wide by 12 inches deep. You know, and it's a big hole. Uh, it's a pretty big hole. So then you fill it over with dirt and put big X on of with sticks over the top of it. Um, that's been my method. Yeah. So that's a good method. Just make sure you dig it deep enough so critters and dogs can't get in it. It's gross. That's true. Okay, this is a tough one. Number four, leave what you find. Okay. Yep. Don't take anything but good memories and photographs, Ryan, if you can help it, you know. But I understand if if you see like, uh, uh, what if you find buck, one beautiful I, rib, one beautiful rib, or like a deer shed, like <laughs> shed hunting is very popular. We're just looking for deer antlers, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you allowed People, to take deer antlers if you find some deer antlers with, on the ground? Not with leave no trace, but I mean, wow, no one's stopping you really. That's hard because I mean. Yeah, that's hard because that'd be a pretty good find. I'd love to do that. I've never found any, but uh, like if you found a a buck's head that just died of natural causes and it's just massive, <laughs> and its head somehow got head. separated from its body. Well, no, like the whole the whole thing is right there. <laughs> just oh, I thought skeleton. you. I thought in this. I thought in this scenario, I was just finding a buck's head. I'm sorry. Maybe, <laughs> but you find a, a skeleton of a massive deer. Yeah, I'd uh-huh. probably rip the head off and take it sorry it's very morbid i probably would i think that would I be understand. sweet but 
yeah. Let's move on. I mean, would you do the same thing if you found a human skeleton? Would you rip the head Ooh, off and take it I with you? I would leave what I found. <laughs> I would leave what I found, and I would call the cops. Because that's speciesism, isn't it? Oh, that is speciesism. Yeah, you should have called the cops about the buck, man. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, number five, <laughs> minimize your campfire impacts, okay? Okay. That means uh, do you really need a campfire? Ask yourself no. that question first. Do you need it? Do you need it, or do you just want it? Um, if you're using, if you want to practice, like primitive fire making skills, um, like with a bow drill and stuff like that, and you want to cook your food um, using like bushcraft cooking methods, totally get that. I think that's awesome. Um, but if I guess if you're just going in the backcountry and you're just going by yourself, do you need a fire? Probably not. You can use a stove, camping stove, to cook your food and keep it nice and clean and tidy um, and make it easier for you uh, to just I've got a question for you. Go ahead. Or a bit of information. I don't know which it is. It's more of a comment, really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't you hate when people are like, um, it's more of a comment. Question. But, uh, uh, but I – I used to go through like little pocket rocket uh, camping stoves and stuff, and I, I've always been a big fan of various like jet boils and MSR stoves for backpacking. Yeah. But at the same time, I love the campfire, and I'm aware of this principle of like attempting to use as little like building a fire is 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 problematic in a lot of ways. Yes. But I have acquired a piece of technology that I adore. That is this little canister and it has a battery on the outside with a fan built in and you put tiny little kindling in it little tiny sticks twigs basically and if you can get a fire going in there the computer fan <laughs> it's basically a computer fan circulates the air like a tornado yeah inside of this little canister and creates a really lovely like four inch flame that gets really hot that you can easily boil water on very quickly and all you do is feed tiny little twigs into it. Cool. And then, and then we, it has this little nubbin that sticks out over the flame. And if you get the fire going hot enough, it'll turn the fan up even higher and get yeah. the fire going even, even, even hotter. Yeah. And that little nubbin sticking out over the flame actually charges the battery that is running the fan and has excess power that you'd like charge your phone with. I need to see this. Uh, it's my it's my favoriteest toy I've ever gotten in my whole life. We're gonna need to see video of this. Hopefully, you okay. Can post that to the Do It or Else Pod Instagram page. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get that for you. So that's really neat. I really want to see that. Um, if but it's you, not really leave no trace, is it? It's, well, it can be if you're bringing it in with you, and you um, as long as you're not taking wood off of an alive tree. You know, the, oh, the rule no. for harvesting wood off the ground is, like, down, dead, detached. Like, so, if there's a dead tree, you can take the wood. If it's on the ground, pick it up. If it's detached, like, barely hanging, you know, you can, you can yeah, grab those. Yeah, and this is, with this thing, these are, like, the tiniest twigs. Yeah. You, could just, you could just do pine straw. <laughs> like, oh, that's cool. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, but if you want to do a bigger fire, you can actually... Go find clay. There's a lot of Georgia red clay. Yeah. And um, if you look specifically for, like, a turned-over tree, a tree that's fallen over, uh, you can get to the clay a lot easier 
um, at the bottom of those tree balls and you use that to build up a fire ring so you can build a fire on top of that on top of the clay and then um, you have like a oh a, like a three inch thickness um, of however big you want to make your fire ring and then when you leave you just scatter the clay you know it's uh, that's genius so that's that's a trick that we would use um, number six respect wildlife don't mess with the wildlife that's alive especially um, Duh. Don't, don't feed the wildlife take care of your food you know don't you know respecting the wildlife is also like making sure you're not putting yourself into situations yeah, where you're, you're going to run in yeah so don't take food with you to your campsite uh to where you're sleeping anyway um you always want to separate your food from your sleeping spot and ideally i generally do about like 10 15 feet what do you do needs to be farther in a perfect world like you want to have really you want to have like your kitchen like a good distance away from where you're sleeping ideally what what are we talking like 100 meters uh we would do probably around that yeah Wow, so like a maybe football field sometimes away. more. Yeah, sometimes more. So like if you're up on a hill, on maybe on the bottom of the hill, or, or mm-hmm. all the way on the other yeah. side of a ridge. Because okay, because it, it might be like okay, well, there's one flat spot here that we can set up our group area and kitchen, and then on the other side of the ridge, there's another flat spot scattered along the ridge where you can tie up tarps between trees. You know, like just whatever the landscape gives you you got to work with it that's what's so great about tarp camping because you can throw it up anywhere pretty much so that's what you're doing right now right that's what i'm doing big boy uh (laughs) we got i think we got a little break in the rain just getting kind of the the wind falling off i hear a lot of i hear a lot of crickets on your side yeah i think the we're getting just a little break um crickets are great hope y'all like it they're my friends now i'm one of them (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm respecting them They're respecting me And number seven is Nothing just, like cricket respect Yeah It's the hardest to get uh, it's the, <laughs> But once you've got it uh-huh. mm, you, have, you have to do this really strange <laughs> Foot leg shake with them They don't shake hands They shake legs And they <laughs> sing with their legs too And you want to be courteous of other people. Number seven, you definitely want to. What be do you What do you say when you pass somebody on the trail? When I'm on the trail, I'm usually yelling like, "It's okay, she's friendly." <laughs> like my dog, <laughs> my dog is. Dogs now are just kind of going crazy, I guess. Um, I've always just said howdy. Howdy's a good like, one from from childhood. Like since I was eight, I just go howdy. Just keep moving on. Howdy or do. Like, if you see multiple multiple people, will you throw in different variations of howdy? Like, how do? Howdy? Um, how about it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I just stick with howdy. I don't know what's wrong with me. I should I should put some variety in there, but I, I think I just go vanilla howdy with for everybody. Yeah, if, you, if there's a train of 15, howdy, 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 howdy. <laughs> yeah. If there's a pretty girl, maybe a howdy, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, be funny. curious. Cur- be funny. curious. And all of that goes into like the first six principles, you know, like you do all these things to be courteous of future people that will come to the space, that will come out Absolutely. into the into the pristine wild nature and 
enjoy it and try and get something out of it. And it can really take you out of it if you go into nature to try and see something pure and you see like uh, cigarette packs and beer bottles and a bunch of chips that, and a bunch of crap that somebody just dumped from their backpack or whatever. So yeah, that's horrible when that happens. You find some weird stuff. And this is this is this is this is good also since when you you mentioned like the beach being nature cuz so many people just like let their crap blow all over the beach. Yeah. The beach be, the beach be is courteous. so yeah, the beach is beach is very fragile ecosystem, right? You got the turtles. You got those little turtles. You got I love turtles. You got the sea turtles. You got the shells, the seashell things. Um Will you put little clips of those in after? <laughs> I love tortoise. Seahorses. <laughs> she sells. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. I'm um, the tree meister. I am the tree meister. Oh, gosh. It's getting windy. Every time it gets windy, I'm scared a tree's going to fall sorry, on buddy. me. <laughs> You're okay, no, buddy. I'm okay. I, I'm okay. I am okay. You are okay. I am in nature, and this tarp is bulletproof. I am in nature, and this tarp is bulletproof. (laughs) I am off the ground. (laughs) No lightning can get me. You are safe. I am safe, and I am with people that care about me. You're alone. I am definitely alone. My wife. The tree's gonna fall on you. Is rolling her eyes so hard through the windows. You're probably gonna get. You're probably gonna get electrocuted. My dogs are so glad I'm not doing this with them <laughs> i'm probably gonna get swept away in the rain and like oh the, yeah the oh yeah 100 percent. do you think it'd be like the scene in milo and otis when they're in the basket floating down the river do you think it'd be that cute or would it be really sad that uh I'm well you'll have already been smashed by a tree oh, you know did you hear by that? the time you get washed away that was a close one that was an acorn oh, no. Acorn. <laughs> that was definitely an acorn. There's a creek that's uh, running right, I don't know, 10 feet from me. And every now and then it'll hit the water and go, <coughs> like make a big, <coughs> scary dude. Thought I it, feel like you're already reviewing the experience. I thought it was a freaking turtle. Did we do them all? Did we nail them? Is that all the points? Yeah, seven principles, leave no trace principles. They're going to help you be a better outdoor recreation participant and conservationist out in the wild. I love it. All right, let's get some ukulele music and talk about our experiences. Rock and roll. Ryan, as I kick back here, I... uh, want to know one thing oh yeah i want to know what you and little rosie did uh, i'm laying back i'm sorry if you hear me creaking around but um i want to know what you and little rosie did little rosie yeah i guess i should start this story with rosie um so uh you and i recorded last week on thursday right something like that thursday or friday i think Thursday or Friday. No, it must have been Thursday. Okay. So then I I went to work, and I worked all day Friday. And when I got home from work, I had a dog. (laughs) 
<laughs> so <laughs> that's how life works some sometimes, and I couldn't be more thrilled about it. She's a beautiful little black lab puppy who is, I guess, like uh, nine weeks old. Oh, She's a baby. Perfect. So I took her to the vet this week. She's like 16 pounds. She's a big baby, but she's a baby. Um, and she's really sweet and really good and like wants to please and does what I ask. So I, I couldn't be more happy with her. Courtney loves her. We're happy. We're potty training right now. She's doing okay. Good. Um, but the thing that we've been having a, a challenge with, especially for the first couple of days, was, you know, she wouldn't sleep through the night mm-hmm. right away. Just like bringing She's any baby scared, home. Yeah. She was She's scared. Nervous. So we were we were doing kennel training and stuff like that. And um and she was doing good but i was like and and f- also it rained for the first like five days or for the first four days a week oh of yeah the, of the time period here so i didn't want to like you're doing now go out and be in the rain um and also it meant like the ground was going to be soaked even if i did and i i wanted to follow the challenge like to the letter of the law and like sleep with nothing over my head i know you said a tarp was okay if it's raining which it totally is in the rules but I wanted to have the experience that I've never, because I've slept under tarps. I've slept mostly in tents, but I wanted to have the experience of sleeping, you know, all natural, fully nude uh, <laughs> under the sky. Uh, <laughs> but I couldn't quite do that, so I had I set up a like a a, a pallet basically on my back deck because nice. the ground was just freaking soaked. I didn't want to go out there. Um, so on my back deck uh, here in East Atlanta, which is surprisingly forested. Um, uh-huh. It should be said, I am inside the perimeter of Atlanta, pretty close to the center of the city, but there's a lot of woods and there's not a lot of people there. However, I can hear I-20. I can hear ro- cars more at night than in the day da- daytime. I don't know why. And also every 40 minutes, like an airplane would fly overhead, like a big airplane, pretty low, yeah. would fly overhead. Um, and then I was also dealing with the same problem you are of acorns just constantly dropping and squirrels going for those acorns. And I imagine rats and other kind of city ish creatures, um, and possums. And I imagine there's deer out here too. Probably not many though. You'd be surprised. There's, yeah, there, yeah, there's some pretty cool YouTube accounts that all these guys do is hunt deer in suburban Atlanta. (laughs) Oh gosh. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they get That's monsters. Nice. They're huge deer. And yeah, that Atlanta. makes sense. They're more tr- like I think Atlanta is uh, the most treed city or whatever. It's the greenest city in America. Yeah, if you've ever climbed up um, to the the top of Stone Mountain, Georgia, the big beautiful Confederate monument, Stone Mountain. But it's an amazing, sh- like you know, mountain in in and of itself. Yeah. And you look out over the skyline of Atlanta. There is there is a few big towers sticking out and nothing but trees. You mm-hmm. cannot see anything. Yep. Um, so yeah, we're all under a big canopy here in the city and it's amazing. So I was under that same canopy. Um, I went out there and I slept, you know, maybe I went out there at 10, 11 o'clock, um, and tried to sleep. But every time an acorn would fall like really near me or on the deck or like in the yard or a squirrel would scurry, scurry across the roof or something, it would wake me up. Because I've never slept that exposed ever before. Um, it was really nice to see the stars. It was really nice to kind of breathe the, the nice cold fall air. But I got startled so often that I bet you I'd never slept more than two hours at a time. Um, 
just like constantly waking up like and I think I got in my own head about it I thought like a bug was going to be on my face and I guess I wasn't comfortable with that or you know it's a new house yeah so I made it to I, I want to say five in the morning we had to wake up and take the dog out and that that was it for me I had to wake up and, yeah. and be awake and be in the world and go to work um so it was pretty it was is doable um but with the other stresses in life going on with this new puppy um hard work man so what's what's your experience been like so far how long have you been out there um i've been out here for a few hours um came out here maybe around seven o'clock to kind of just check out the where i could maybe set up a spot um, it was raining earlier today and I had to, you know, I had to drive through the rain and everything. So I, I got maybe, I don't know, 40 minutes of no rain around five thirty, five thirty, six o'clock sometime around there. And, mm-hmm. uh, quickly, got your tarp up. quickly threw up a tarp. Yeah. Um, and just tied it off to a tree. There was a bamboo stick. Tied that up. Threw it up. Boom. There you go. Bob's your uncle. You sent me a picture. It looks good. Yeah, and I put up some lights, too. I got these uh, lights off Amazon for, like, nine bucks. There's some really fun camping accessories just all over the Internet. But having some string lights for a tarp is the best investment I've ever made. Okay, I don't think I see those here in this picture, but I'm interested to see those. Yeah. You're going to be jelly, but I'm staring at a huge <laughs> bug crawling on the inside of my tarp right now. So Right? Um, There's all the bugs, man. There's so many bugs. Um, <laughs> so many looking, bugs. Looking around me, there's like... Because um, we're, we're, we're in that post-summer, early fall thing where it's not yet cold enough for the bugs to go away. Yes. So the bugs are just like they are in summer. There's just a ton of bugs. Yeah. In the wet, in the, the wet, the wet weather bugs too. Yeah. So these are the slimy ones. There are a bunch of slugs. Um, th- it really stinks on the ground. Like all the leaves are rotting. Oh, there's rotting. Yeah, yeah, but I kind of like it, dude. And there's yeah, nice like, musty. There's um, yeah, there are like mushrooms popping up all over, like. Small mushrooms yeah. this evening are now bigger mushrooms uh, right now. So like, oh yeah, they kind of flower, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty, it's pretty neat to kind of see it all. Um, and then, you know, the the rain is all making the ground all mushy and gushy, <laughs> and <laughs> it's it's just it's just fun. I'm I'm just really relaxed out here, even though I'm confident bugs are gonna crawl over me, and like yeah, spider mites. They are get in my ear it's just like okay whatever kind of muddy but i love it it's nice well let's move this uh let's move this thing along so you can enjoy the rest of your evening out there your nighttime now that it's it's 12 10 right now so you're out there enjoying it let's uh let's review this thing let's review it baby every week on do it or else we create a custom review scale to review the challenge. Um, Dustin, you you encouraged us to 
uh, leave no trace. And in doing so, you said we have to poop in bags and carry it around with us. So yep. on a custom rating scale of one to, let's say, I don't know. This is episode 13, so let's make it 13. On a custom rating scale of one to 13, bags full of your own human excrement, how do you rate this challenge? This is a brimmer. This is uh, like an 11 or 12, I guess. Whoa. This, <laughs> is the top, this is the top shelf. Bag of, yeah, 11 or 12 bags. For sure, man. <laughs> For sure. Just, just you're in your, you're, you're happier than a pig in mud. Yeah. I mean, it, it's free. If you, if you're, if you the weather's good and you already own a blanket and the pillow, like it's free. You can go outside. You can enjoy, you know, watching this, the colors change from light to dark. Um, hear the different sounds of nature, hear the different little crickets and the owls and um i don't know it, it's just very nice it, it's free it's relaxing you get off your phone um except i'm not i am on my phone recording this right yeah, now talking to I'm your friend using technology i'm connecting with my friend but that's yeah, so it goes but uh, before it was just so much fun just setting up the the tent uh, or the tarp i i really like the just the practice of making a nice tidy tarp shelter that's gonna keep you dry and super simple i love that perfect perfect how many bags of poop do you rate it well i should preface this with i love camping I love backpacking. I love outdoors stuff. Um, I like spending my days outside with this new dog. Uh, we're spending an incredible amount of time outside every day. Um, but I have to rate, again, like I love camping and sleeping outside without a tent too. Like I, I have all these fond memories of a kid in Wyoming. I would spend all my summers in Wyoming as a little boy, and we would just like, I mean, this is not leave no trace, but we would take old trees or chop down old trees in the forest and and uh, create like lean tos and sleep out there while yeah. like, while our parents like slept in the camper. But uh, me and my siblings out there in the forest of Wyoming with bears and everything, just Heck sleeping yeah. on the ground. So I love it. It's a big part of uh, my personality. I feel like and like my self identity. But for this challenge, I am giving it one bag of human excrement because <laughs> it did not fit into my week at all. I was very sleepy. I ended up being very grumpy at work. Oh, okay. Um, and I had other things going on and I didn't want to do this damn challenge, but I did it anyway. So, um, again, I don't know if I, if I want to really, man, I don't know if I like sleeping outside of the tent. I think I like camping and then going into the tent and mm -hmm. not being afraid of the bugs. And maybe that's something I should work on and be more manly about, but I don't like the bugs and I want to be in the tent. So one bag, one bag. I'm sorry. That's okay. 
I'm 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 half listening to you because I can't tell if I'm hearing girls yell at a party or if those are coyotes in the distance. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, well let's uh let let's move on and uh, pick next week. You ready? Sorry, you didn't have a good time, but let me let I want to maybe we'll go again and I'll make yeah a, we'll do it together. I'll make a nice tarp for you. Okay, let's do it. Doing it. Okay, buddy. Uh, thank you for this challenge, even though it was hard. It's my turn to pick the challenge next week. And this was something you and I have discussed. Uh, we actually just, you and I talked about it uh, on the secret bonus episode that I don't think most listeners can hear. Mm. Uh, maybe, maybe the Edward Snowdens out there can hear our post-show conversations um, on the secret bonus episodes. But uh, challenge next week is to I, I, I want to kind of broaden it from my initial thoughts because my initial thoughts were that we would both take an Enneagram test and then find this playlist on Spotify that apparently when you hear your Enneagram number song it has an, a, a big emotional effect on you so I want to do uh, that and uh, I, I, I've, uh-huh. I know you've already taken an Enneagram uh-huh. but I want listen to the, listen to the song that goes with it um, but I also want you to look up like your horoscope or like your astrological sign and your Myers Briggs um, personality test. Oh, okay. And three tests. And um, take those three tests. But to mix it up, before you take those tests, I want you to write down what you think your personality is. Um, I want you to kind of catalog who you really think you are in a few choice ways and then take those tests and see if it aligns or if anywhere where there's some sort of um, discrepancy, perhaps, or where it's like perfect, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. Sound good? So like we're just going to take a A personal inventory. That's exactly right. A personal inventory. That's this week's challenge on do it or else. Ooh, getting in touch with our personal side yeah we've gotten in yeah. touch with nature now let's get in touch with ourselves mm-hmm. yeah um where can people find us this instagram you keep talking about where is that oh we're on the instagram app this first you got to download that sucker because watch out uh if you if you haven't heard of it grandma i want you to Ooh. download instagram go into the blue icon it says app store you're going to search Instagram, and after you load it to your phone, okay, you're going to search for Do It Or Else Pod. All one word, right, Grandma? Do It Or Else Pod. Hello? <laughs> Grandma, it's all one word, okay? Yes. Do It Or Else Pod. At Do It Or Else Pod, this way you can see my grandsons. They're, they're always posting silly things on there. Um, where else can listeners reach out and touch us? Send us a voicemail at 724-DO-IT-POD, okay? 
724 do it pod save it into your phone people just like right now 724 do it pod save it into your phone those you call testing those voicemails are light y'all they're real light and by light i mean like non-existent like we got one mystery caller he was great i don't know who he was pretty sure it was jd pretty sure it was jd that's awesome. We love. Uh, we're getting a lot of like fun stuff on Instagram, so I really appreciate that, guys. Uh, take a personal inventory and then take some freaking tests. We'll, uh, we'll yeah. see you guys next week. Also, Dustin, also wait, don't let a tree fall on you. I won't let a tree fall on me, but also go down the rabbit hole of like the the Instagram like Norwegian minimalist campers on Instagram. That's an interesting yarn Ooh. that way. Sounds good. Yeah, we got, we got some we got some interaction on on the on the Instagram with some. I think they're Norwegian, maybe Swedish. Guys, pretty Vikings, nether, nevertheless. Vikings camping are cool. <laughs> <laughs> you're a Viking, right? It doesn't red hair imply that you're a Viking. Oh, I think I'm a, an Irish rat. I don't. I would. I don't think you know this, but Ireland was invaded by the Vikings. Oh, been colonized I'm, by I'm, them. I'm, so. a, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a tiny Viking. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a skinny tiny Viking. <laughs> okay, show's over. Show's over for this That's little Viking. It. Goodbye. Goodbye. Don't get squashed by a tree. I'm gonna listen to the crickets. My my people. Okay, have fun, buddy. Hopefully, we record next week. Hopefully. Just leave on some nature sound for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, man. That cricket. That cricket's really, <laughs> really talking tonight. Bonus content. All right. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs>